um, honor and privilege to um, hand over the baton to my favorite person in the whole world. Um, Hank is preaching today. Um, I have to say, <laughs> yes, that's right, give him a hand. Um, I have to say that um, I, you know, I, have, I love um, getting to know him um, and seeing him uh, love and serve the Lord, but more than anything, I was thinking, how can I explain who Hank is and what yeah. I see every day? And I have to say, um, he is a true friend of God. He pursues that regularly, Amen. and he genu genuinely is. So here you go. I'm married up. <laughs> She's awesome. Really is what happened. I, I, thanks, love. Um, when we first met, and I, don't know, I guess when Christians start dating or whatever, or when they, start, you know, like a single guy, single Christian girl, single Christian guy, you're like, oh, I don't know, and and uh, I, I, I was just like, Lord, do I, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, and and uh, he. he presents Ashley to me. We meet, and and I was like, oh, I don't know, Lord. She's way out of my league, and and I was like. I'll just go for it. If I'm, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail hard, you know? And so uh, we went out and on a date, and obviously we've been married for, it's our 10-year uh, anniversary was um, October. And so, um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good, yeah. So um, so real quick, uh, Jared just texted me. Uh, it says, please send our love and greetings. So uh, Pastor Jared, Mandy, we love you guys um, and uh, miss you guys. And those of you guys are watching online, the pastors are, are online. So just totally make them pray for you online. Like just shoot a quick comment. It's like, hey, pray for me right now. And then they'll have to pray for you. So um, anyways, go to work, Jared, get to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. Well, not really, but um, all right. Uh, so I had fun uh, doing this. It was, it was kind of a juggle between uh, uh, we weren't totally sure if Jerry was going to be here or not. And so um, it was kind of uh, uh, last minute at first. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And, and, and I got to really do some prep time this week. And I was like, I had fun doing this. And so I hope that you guys kind of catch uh, the heart of that. And um, uh, as uh, uh, in, in preparation, um, it's kind of, it was meant to be sort of a, uh, a message for just kind of individual growth. And as Ashley was talking, um, my message kind of is, is kind of tweaking to as kind of a body message uh, together. I was like, ha, ah, this is cool. Okay, so um, what I've titled this is Ad uh, Adventure of the Heart. And uh, for the past probably six months or so, and I think it actually started with a, a prophetic word from Mandy, and uh, or maybe I'm, that's, that's the one I can remember, is uh, she prayed just the word adventure over me, and it, it festered. I was like, whoa. Okay, adventure. And I, I, I don't know, I just, I didn't like full on actively study it. I just began to think about it a lot. Yeah. Um, I began to uh, 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 just fill my mind and fill my time with uh, uh, stories of adventure, um, like uh, reading it out of the Bible, um, uh, finding movies that have great adventures, finding books that have great adventures. And uh, I, like, uh, I usually, when I drive home from work, um, I call Ashley and, and, and several times, she's like, you didn't call me. I was like, oh, I was listening to a really good book. <laughs> I was like, it was, it was an adventurous book. So my heart's been get caught up into it. And so um, uh, even um, uh, Ashley and I, were, we were kind of caught up into the monotony of uh, just our daily lives, which I'm sure you guys can all uh, understand. And I, don't, I can't remember, maybe back in August or maybe September. Um, and uh, it was when the 
it started to get a little bit chillier and the pools weren't quite as, as warm anymore. And, um, and we were praying and Ash, Ash had a kind of a picture as she prayed over our marriage. And she's like, I saw just sprinkles on a cupcake. I was like, all right, okay, spicing it up a little bit, you know, like, you know, making the cupcake a little more exciting. And I was like, let's, let's just do something real quick just to kind of uh, push forward this idea of adventure to live uh, with sprinkles in a way. I mean, I, I mean, that's not very macho of me to say, but, um, but um, so we're like, here's a pool. We're on the back porch. Let's just jump in. Like we had just normal clothes on. We didn't have any swimsuits or anything. And we did, it was just kind of a prophetic act of like, let's do adventurous things. And uh, again, we haven't like, you know, gone on some great quests of any sort, you know, since then, but like the mentality is beginning to change. My heart's beginning to change and um, it's been good. And so anyways, that's kind of been my journey the past probably six months. Um, uh, like I probably so the audio books I I'm a uh, well I'm gonna say I'm not a bit of a nerd I am a nerd um, <laughs> I I really enjoy Lord of the Rings um, which is the J.R.R. Tolkien um, and his great stories that he wrote like in the 1930s and 40s and um, uh, so I filled my mind with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit just the books and so probably 50 hours of listening just just I don't know just it's good storytelling. He's, he's one of the greatest like uh, storytellers of our time uh, in the past hundred years or so. And, uh, and so it's been good. And um, there is something about the idea of adventure that awakens our heart. Um, we, if you think about your life, like the fun stories you tell about your life are the adventures that you've done. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, I mean, a lot of times we go back to our, our, our 20s, our teens and 20s, those are the times where we were completely and totally free to do things. And, you know, um, uh, some people go off to school somewhere or, or, you know, move away from home and begin to live on their own. Some people uh, go off and join the military. Some people, um, uh, I, I don't know. That's the time of our lives that we tend to uh, do the adventurous stuff. And, and they're also, the, those people are asking that question in their hearts, do I have what it takes? And they're, and they're going off on this, like, this adventure, this quest to, like, to, to kind of discover, like, am I somebody who has what it takes? And uh, I need to sort of venture away from mom and dad, you know, uh, I, I need to stop, you know, living vicariously through those who've raised me and kind of learning on my own. And, um, and so it just, yeah, again, the idea of adventure, it wakens the hearts. It, uh, I wrote down here, it, it revives the sedentary heart and, and we're to the point where stagnation is no longer an option. It's this, like, I've got to move forward. I've got to do something now. It, and so, it, I don't know, when you hang around somebody who's like that, uh, uh, I, I got a friend back in, uh, from high school, college days, and I, I, I'm, I'm 41 now, and I guess he's 40, 41 now as well, too. And uh, I don't think he's ever had, like, a, a W-2, or was it W-4? Like when you sign up for a job, like actually had an employee, like he's done his own thing, you know, uh, and, and part of me is like, that's irresponsible. Then part of me is kind of like, this guy lives adventurously. And like, you, you kind of want to be around people like that just because like it pulls it out of you. And, uh, and again, um, if we want to look more into adventure, I mean, if the, in its purest form, look at our kids. <laughs> I mean, think about it, like, like humans out their purest form are, are children, you know, like they have, their hearts are just in it. Uh, they're, they're not, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, tainted by having to pay bills or anything, you know, or you know, having to have the responsibilities of life that weigh them down. And they're, so if you want to see humans at their purest form, it's kids. You know, Jesus had a point, you know, come to the kingdom of heaven like, like little children. And I don't know. I mean, my son, he has these wars, these battles, like for hours in his house. I mean, give him a lightsaber and, and he is battling, <laughs> you know, um, I, Take away the swords and he'll turn a graham cracker into a gun, you know, and start, you know, whatever, like anything. Like they, they, they're the most adventurous people in the world. And, uh, you know, you go out and they find rocks just to climb on. And like that rock was a mountain to them. Like they, it's just, it's really neat to see these children. So it is ingrained into us, this idea of adventure. And um, uh, longer than this past six months, I've been a, just a really a student of the heart, learning what it is our hearts were meant to be. And also learning the attacks on the heart, you know, just the, the, the weighing down, the heaviness, the, the, uh, the, just the, I don't know, like just, we, we experience these heaviness moments in our lives and we know like, this is not how it's meant to be. And, uh, and we go back to those moments in our lives of adventure. Um, and I'm trying to see here. Um, yeah. I, years ago too, I, I have this, this moment when my buddy was like, Hank, there's more to Christianity. And when he said that, it was we're like, yeah, yeah. there's, there's more, yeah. there's more to it. And at the time, I think my extent of Christianity was just read a lot. <laughs> just read as much as humanly possible. And that's what a good Christian can do. Again, please, I don't, I'm not taking away, hey, don't, you know, read the Bible. Yes, yes, read the Bible. Absolutely read the Bible. But, but if, if that is the pinnacle of writing letters on a page of your Christianity, there's, there's more. <laughs> there's more to it. There's an invitation. Like, it's, it's, it, this is a, a treasure map, you know. So, again, same thing. Give a treasure map to anybody. You're like, all right, it's on. And that's what the word of God is. But again, at that time, but then my buddy taught me there was more. There's a, there's a, a Holy Spirit who actually talks to us. He's real. Uh, uh, there's spiritual gifts. There's, there's, there's moves of God. There's revivals in history. And you're like, okay, this is, this is bigger than what I thought. And anyway, so that's kind of my story. Um, and the Lord invites us into it. And it's, it's sometimes it's a swift kick in the rear end and we get kicked into it and we're like oh you know it's kind of like being shoved into a room you're like oh okay here we go um, hi guys uh, that's rare <laughs> that's rare most of the time it's an invitation there's two-part invitation one is uh god is externally calling us into it go do it go get, get out of the house right and there's another one the other part of it is uh, god is calling something out of us like it's already in you but yet the lord is calling it out of you um, and um, the invitation of God calling us into something is this deeper, more mysterious, like unknown, like adventure type thing. It's, it's this thing where I don't know, you really have to decide, I have to be okay with not knowing. I don't know what's around the corner, but I have to go because I can't go back anymore. And it's what it's, it's that's that's the that's the calling forth into it type of adventure that the Lord will call us into, um, and it is He's calling us into this greater story. And y'all may have heard me say this in the past. It's like it's this story that's way beyond ourselves, and it it breaks this. Uh, uh, I'm using the term because I am one suburbanized, domesticated self. 
it like it snaps that. Um, and so when he calls us into this greater story, we look beyond uh, our suburbanized selves where we're, where we have it's it's just it's it's cookie cutter lifestyle type stuff that that the Lord calls us out into. Um, and I wrote down here. So when it when it comes to being called into an adventure, I mean, think about it. I mean. We, we kind of want help. <laughs> you know, it's, it's when you jump out into the unknown, we would love for someone who's experienced, wiser, and just has a ton of patience for us to walk us through that. Okay? And again, I'm, I'm also speaking to the church as a whole, as, as, a, as a group, as a body here. Again, as Ashley shifted it towards a corporate deal, I feel like this is a corporate word now. Um, and... and um, but it also is, is personal as well, too. So, for instance, throughout history, like, you have these great stories, um, you know, fictional. In the, biblically, we have, you know, uh, Elisha had Elijah. You have Jesus, uh, or the disciples had Jesus. You have, uh, um, uh, let's see here, um, gosh, David and, and, and Samuel, you know. I mean, like, you have these, these wise sages that come along. Even even you go, you go back to the old stories, you have uh, King Arthur had Merlin, you know. You have, um, I love the story of uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Um, you have uh, uh, Dantes meets the, the old priest inside the jail cell, and, and that priest teaches him how to sword fight. What's, what, what priest knows how to sword fight, which is pretty cool. I'm going to find that guy and hang out with him. Uh, but, like, teaches him how to, like, live outside of a peasant lifestyle and, 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 and you know, walks him through it. You have, you know, we're going to nerd out a little bit. We have, we have uh, Luke Skywalker has Obi-Wan Kenobi who walks them through it. You have uh, 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 the... Um, uh, the Baggins have Gandalf, you know, in the Lord of the Rings story. And they have these wise figures who come along like a father to them and actually lead them through this journey that the Lord is, uh, or not the Lord, but like that, that they're being called into. And as I'm writing this down, uh, I was in the coffee shop and all of a sudden it clicked. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I, I, again, I just read in the book where Gandalf literally goes up to the Hobbit story. I don't know if you know anything about the story, but it's this kind of like fantasy story kind of thing. But Gandalf is this uh, uh, wise, sage, kind of wizard kind of guy. It's like he's mysterious, but we just love him. He's very likable. And then one day he walks up to the door and knock, 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 knock. And, and I'm like, oh, Lord, you're, you're that. Jesus, you stand at the door and knock. If you read the verse, it talks about Jesus coming in. But at the moment, I'm like, okay. But it's also a calling out. Yeah, the Lord's calling out into like this adventure. Um, and uh, uh, that's, yeah, just, okay. So the next style of invitation, invitation is God calling uh, something out of us. Um, there's, there's more to us than meets the eye. Okay, we tend to bash ourselves down and make ourselves small and make ourselves insignificant. Um, but there is something more to us humans than meets the eye. Uh, we were created in God's image. Uh, there's something in our, 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 our DNA, our blood that pumps this royalty, um, this uh, 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 Jesus, we had, a, we, had a, we had a blood transfusion with Jesus when you came to know him. You know, like we have this, this greatness in us. You know, I mean, again, think when we, when we pass from this life into the next, we're going to own nations. So there's something to us <laughs> that's far greater than what is, than the, what we see and what we tell ourselves and what we beat ourselves down. I mean, just literally like today, go home. It's like, just God, what do you, what do you see in me? Let him talk. 
doesn't talk a lot. He wants to. He loves you. He's excited to tell you. And um, the, one of the things that in, in the past couple of years that, that when I do something uh, or I'm praying with the Lord, all of a sudden I will see a really close-up image of a lion in my face. And, and again, one of the books I've read recently is kind of the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, and the Chronicles of Narnia. And you have this Aslan character. It's kind of a Christ-like character. And it's, it's a neat one because this lion calls forth these people, these kids who end up being kings and queens. You know, you're like, whoa, whoa. Okay, and I'll see that sometimes. And then it's the Lord calling something out of me. Like, there's something in me that's greater than what I'm, I'm giving myself credit for. And... We, we get these hints, we get these little glimpses uh, of, of these words of God shows us in our lives, and it makes our hearts come alive. When we do that thing we know we were meant to do, our hearts come more alive than ever before. And you may not even know what it is, but just think about that. What's the thing that makes you come most alive? What is the, the, the action that you do in this life? And when you do it, your heart comes alive, and then that's the Lord calling you forth. And it really is. And so, uh, as some of us know, some of us are not sure. If you don't know, find somebody that loves you. (laughs) You know, friends, brothers, sisters, parents. Say, what do you see me? What what makes me come alive? Like, what is it that thing? And that's that's the thing the Lord's calling out of you. Okay, it's holy. It's it's the imago dei. It's the image of God. Like that was was. It's been there. It was just corrupted, but Jesus redeemed it, and so it's back. It's back. You have access to it. Okay? Um, so now, those are the two invitations, calling out into and calling forth from. Okay? Now, we have a choice. That's, this is the crazy thing. One of the parables that popped up in my head on this one is the parable of the two sons. It's out of Matthew 21. And um, I'm not going to necessarily read this whole one. I guess I could, but... Um, we're going to say no. Um, uh, the whole parable is, uh, this is uh, Jesus like just ripping into the Pharisees. <laughs> but uh, the story is um, uh, a, um, well, you know what, let's just read it because I don't want me- to mess this up because I will. All right. Parable of the two sons. All right. It says, Jesus is talking here. Parable, I'm sorry, uh, Matthew 21, uh, verse 28. Because what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went uh, to the first son and it said, son, go work uh, today in the vineyards. And the son says, I will not. He answered. But later he changed his mind and went. And the father went to the other son and, uh, and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two did the father, um, well, sorry, which of the two did what his father wanted? And so the Pharisees say, well, the first son did. Absolutely. And he says, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. So he's talking to the Pharisees. Uh, For John came to show you the way. I like this. So we have this option. And, and, and I know I've done this. Like where somebody asked you to do something, like in, you know, not, not necessarily the Lord, but like just somebody. And you're like, I'm, I'm on it. And then another five minutes of scrolling on my phone, another few more minutes of the ball game, and then I, I didn't do it, right? right? And that's, that's the thing. On a, on a greater level, it's, and this is a litmus test. I'm saying this to myself for ourselves. Is there anything the Lord has called you to where you said, yes, I'm in it. I'm going to do it. 
It hasn't happened yet. Okay, but then there's this holiness part where the son who said, nah, I'm good, had the posture of it and, and did it. And, and he said, that's the one. That's, that's what I like. The one who does it, actually steps out, takes the risk, and goes for it. And then again, he says, John came to show you the way. There's more to that of righteousness. It goes more, but like he showed him the way. So there's this, he, they were given a guide, and they said they had an option. Um, I've been teaching the youth lately uh, uh, about what's called the ancient path. It's out of Jeremiah 6.16. And um, there, there's something to this that I, I just, every time I close my eyes, I picture myself at this crossroad. And that's what Jeremiah 6.16 is about. It says, um, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient path. Okay, and it goes in further, but, but the, here you have it, you know, uh, is it Robert Frost, or I can't remember the guy who says, I, you know, uh, roads diverge in the wilderness. I took the road less traveled, right? And that is legit. If you go to uh, Matthew 7, 14, it says, the way is narrow, uh, there's a small gate, and it's, it's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard path. I, I just paraphrased that tank style there. Um, and, 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 and we, we stand there and I told you like the adventurous way is mysterious. So I do, I picture the road that is, is, is the, the, the ancient path quickly turns off into the woods and you swear you hear wolves or bears just around the corner, but you don't, you're like, okay, I might die if I do that. But yet, you know, it's holy. It's good. It's the ancient path. It's going to pull forth the things that are out of you that you didn't know it was even there. But then you have this massive highway over here. You have all the nice gas stations along the way. You have your buckies. Sorry, I didn't mean to put buckies on the bad path, but whatever. But uh, you have, you can see the destination. You can see where you're going. But what happens is, is your heart dies. It's predictable. It's the day in and day out of, I know what's going to happen, but yet you lose your soul on this. It says the road more traveled is predictable, but it, in, it leads to destruction. Okay. Um, so heavy, I'm sorry, but what kind of heart is needed? I, I believe we are in what's called, I'm going to call it the hour of the 10 bridesmaids. And um, I heard this from another guy I was listening to, and um, I, I do believe it. Um, Jesus um, uh, it talks about the parable of the 10 bridesmaids. It's really kind of interesting parable because um, uh, most of the parables Jesus talks about, he gives... Uh, an explanation of what it is. This is the parable. This is what it means. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But this is one where he gives the parable and like drops the mic. You know, I mean, he's like, bye guys. I got to go bathroom. You're like, Wait, hold up, hold up. What, what are you talking about here? And, um, right before the parable of the 10 virgins in Matthew 24, he's talking about the end of the age. He's talking about a time period in history where the pressures of life are intense, very, very, very intense. If, you, if you're ever a student of end times eschatology, this is a great place to start. Um, I would highly encourage you guys, you know, read through the book of Revelation, read through uh, Jesus, when Jesus talks about the end times. It's just good to get it in your heart because it's the end of the story and we win. <laughs> it's like reading a whole book and like stopping before like in the last chapter and you're like, okay, I'm good. And you're like, no, read the last chapter and get it in your heart. Um, and it, it does talk about some heavy stuff, but uh, having read it, there's also one of the greatest revivals 
Bibles in world history that's ever, that the world's ever known. Okay, like there's like there's a move of God. Again, he talks a lot about prepare, uh, keep watch. You know, it's going to be tough. Yeah, okay, but he also gets, scripture gets into some of the greatest revivals the world has ever known, you know, uh, and, and so anyway, don't let it discourage you. In fact, he even says, don't let your heart be discouraged, which is kind of interesting because he puts it on you to let your heart be not discouraged or, or discouraged. I was like, huh, okay, anyways, but like, if you read through Matthew 24, it he goes into false Christ. He talks about wars and rumors of wars. He talks about famines and earthquakes. He talks about people betraying you and being, us being killed in persecution. It talks about um, many will fall away. It talks about false prophets. This is a scary one. The love of most will grow cold. And he goes on, he goes on, he goes on. And he's like, and, and, and he, it's just, it's just the, the, some of the greatest pressures in real history. So then he jumps right into the parable of the ten virgins. Okay, let's check it out. And I think, oh, we'll talk about it. That's something with what Ashley mentioned earlier. Let me read this for you guys and bear with me. I've always been difficult reading out loud to people. Okay, here we go. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins or bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take the oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they became drowsy and fell asleep. All of them were tired and drowsy and fell asleep. Okay. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Um, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there, there may not be enough for both of us uh, and you. Instead, go uh, to those who sell and buy some your, for yourselves. Sorry, I lost my spot. Um, but while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went with him and, uh, to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Uh, later, the others also came out, sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. And then Jesus went off to the bathroom or something. I don't know. <laughs> he just walked away and they're like, they're left with that. <laughs> and so um, we have a very, very heavy word straight off the back of Jesus talking about the last generation, the, the end times generation. And he, he talks about the parable of the, of the 10 virgins. Um, my big question is what's the oil? Okay. So Christians don't, we don't have like little actual buckets of oil that we're going around like, you know, squirting each other or anything or, or actual, actual lamps. And my belief that the oil, if you look throughout you know, the Bible, it's, it's the anointing, it's the presence of God. Okay, and, and Ashley just said, I see us just all covered in the presence of God. How encouraging is that? All covered in the oil, right? And I was like, ah, okay, this is, this is us. Okay? And the unique thing about this parable is that I am responsible for my own burning. I am the one responsible to make it to the end. Okay, I am the one who who catch my heart. Like they, they those who didn't have oil, I feel like they just didn't have the presence of God in their life. And 
I don't understand the whole like go to the store thing. I, I, I don't, I'm not there yet with that one. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was too late. <laughs> the idea, it was too late. And if we can't share that. We can't share the individual burning within us. Uh, if, we wanna, if we want to make it, that's, and it's, it's, uh, um, it's something, like, like I said, it's not, it's not something we can share. Uh, it is a real relationship with Jesus. Um, again, we, we can't do like, just the spiritual disciplines and be disconnected. We have to connect with the Lord. And um, I feel like my advice for people nowadays, it's just getting more and more repetitive. It's, it's they'll come up, not that I have a line in front of me or anything, but I'll be talking with friends and I'll just ask, hey, what's the Lord saying to you? What's the Lord saying to you? And um, many times it's, oh, I don't know. I was like, that's your job now. That's your job. Go have a relationship with God. Have communication with him. Know what's going on. Like if he showed up and knocked on your door, would you know it's him? Like if he walked into the room and said, hey guys, let's go. Would you still be doing what you're doing and completely ignore it? And, and, and for the problems that we have in our lives, have you talked to the Lord on it? And it's like a legitimate relationship. And that's, if that's something that you struggle with, that is your job right now, is to run after as hard as you can to learn how to have an actual uh, relationship with the Lord. A, a um, excuse me, I'm trying to think of the term, um, uh, conversational intimacy, that's it like an actual conversation of, of depth of heart with God. And, and can you, like when you talk about the Lord, is it something that, are you talking about somebody you've read in a book or are you actually talking about somebody who actually had a legitimate relationship with? And um, again, that's the oil. Again, if you're, if, if, if you're not sure what the Lord, like if you, uh, I'll often have, you know, friends say, hey, what's the Lord doing in your life, right? And if, if, if it's an I don't know right now in my heart, like that's a radar for me, like, ooh, okay. Um, well, also the, the phrases, we have words like, oh, I'm just burning out. I'm running on empty. What's that, that song? Running on empty. Um, uh, I'm, I'm on fumes. I'm running on fumes, Hank. Okay. That, those are, those are massive flags of, hey, go get your oil, burn, learn how to burn again, burn for revival, right? Get it inside of you. Make you, make yourself think about it. Um, uh, make yourself just consume with it and then pursue the voice of the Lord. And if you don't know how, go find somebody who does, right? Train yourself. Like it's, it's, it's different for everybody, but yet it's accessible to everybody. Okay. And on the second part, we have this world that's just sucking the life out of us. I mean, go a week without connecting with the Lord and you're just, it's, you got the life just sucked out of you. I mean, we're tired of hearing about COVID. We're tired of hearing about politics. We're tired of hearing about every single advertisement out there that can rescue your life. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into it. Anyways, but like, <laughs> we have now these advertisements for like social media that's like transcend and become higher and greater than yourself. I'm like, you're a computer software. I mean, like, what are you going to do for me? That, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and the world is sucking the life out of you. Now, we're all in different stages. Some of us are just beginning. Some of us have never taken that step out to walk in that great adventure. We, um, I don't know, but I feel like the call is still the same. If you're in the middle of an adventure, it's hard. It's sometimes you're just, 
you're tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Uh, everyone was tired on the, on the, the, the parable of the uh, virgins, uh, the bride, I mean, bridesmaids. They were all tired. It's, uh, the Lord was a long time coming, right? And again, but he gives it, let you, let you become the burning ones. Choose to become the burning ones. Again, connect with the Lord. It will happen. It will happen. There's one of my favorite scenes in uh, Lord of the Rings. If you've ever seen it, uh, you'll recognize it. But if not, the idea is uh, you have the hobbits, these little guys who have been invited on this great adventure, and they get all their stuff together, and they're out marching along, and they're all happy. And this little guy by the name of Sam, his name is Sam Wise Gamgee, walks up and just stops. He goes, this is the furthest I've ever been in my life. I've never been beyond this step before. And his buddies that I would, like, didn't really notice what was going on. And he took a step forward. And he was with his buddies. And that's one of the, my most favorite things about the story. It's called the fellowship of the ring. It's fellowship. It's your buddies. You do it together. Do not do it alone. Though you're responsible for your own burning, but you don't have to burn it by yourselves. We are the five. As Ashley just said, we have oil all over us. Okay, we are the five. We're going to do it together. There's a unity that's going on here. And we're going to step forward. We, we are this little outpost in the middle of nowhere. We have hell all around us, chasing us down, trying to kill us, right? We, we are Fire Life Church. This little, again, just imagine being in the middle of nowhere, that this little tiny outpost, and we're doing this together, and we're going to win. It seems daunting. The enemy's trying to kill us, literally trying to kill us. Spiritually, physically, and yet we're here. We're still alive, and we're preparing for the great adventure here. Think about it. I mean, we're, we're building as if hundreds of people are going to start showing up. How cool is that? Right? And hell is going to try to chase that down. Mm-mm. No. No. We're, we're taking that step out into the great adventure, and we have a guide that is far more helpful than any fictitious, fictitious, I can't say the word, fictitious character like Gandalf, right? So I've written down here, so the God is giving the invitation. We must continue cultivating the burning. Give yourself an honest assessment. Which, which of the two sons are you? And I wrote down here, which of the bridesmaid are you? But I think we answered that. Um, we can have not just five, we can have as many as people as possible. There's a great story. Um, it was uh, Rick Joyner. Um, he has these books called uh, Torch and the Sword, I think. Um, um, anyways, he had this vision and, and in this great mountain and uh, this great battle was happening. You have the enemies of hell in this open field and all of the believers were on this mountain. And... Um, uh, there's these levels on the mountains that you could go. And uh, as Rick Joyner was there, he saw all these people uh, uh, trying to be rescued. And there was these people literally like reaching down, like just pulling them up, pulling them up. And, and like the, the lowest level was actually, um, it was like the first step into Christianity. But uh, these people would go up into, it's, it's an allegory, but uh, uh, they'd go up into the mountain. But then when, he, when Rick Joyner was really high up in the mountain, uh, people actually chose to go back to the bottom and start rescuing people from hell. Uh, not from hell, but like from the people attacking, the, the enemy attacking. They're rescuing and rescuing and rescuing. And we have the opportunity to do that, to make it an adventure. And um, anyway, so I, I, I just want to pray over you guys real quick. Um, if 
the Lord showed up to your house today, I guess I'll say the, say the scenario, and actually knocked on your door and said, let's go. I'm like, come on, we're going we're gonna to go on this adventure, and you don't know, it's mysterious, it's, it's a, a dangerous, epic uh, uh, thing that he's calling you into, but, but what's your, what's your hang-up, if you have one? What's your hang-up? Is it me and my, like, just whatever responsibilities you have, work, kids. I'm not saying leave your kids, but bring them along, <laughs> you know? Um, we have stories of people completely leaving jobs, and so you have to do that, but like, that may be a part of the situation. Uh, it may be um, a, a, a just something that is a risk that you can step forward and do. And, and you can go for it. I, I'll say it out here. I, the Lord's called me to do this, this business adventure thing, business like venture of, 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 of publishing stuff. And I know nothing about business. <laughs> nothing. I, am, I, I became a teacher partly because I'm not a business person. Okay, but he's calling me for it to do a business thing. It's a risk that I'm like, okay, a little adventure. It doesn't have to be this, you know, leave everything behind. It might be, but it doesn't have to be. But it could be this one area of your life where it's take the risk, go for it. Take the step beyond where you ever have been before. Maybe it's talking to somebody. I recently had a friend who, who talked to um, an enemy, a, like an actual somebody who was like pitting against them to ruin their lives. And they, they, they confronted that person. For years, they, 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 they just kind of passed it on, but they confronted that person. And it was, it was awesome to see that person's heart be set free. And that person stepped one step further than they've ever been before in their entire life. And so, all right, let me pray for you guys. I want you all to be, just, just think about being the burning ones. Think about the adventure. And then afterwards, if you all need prayer, come on up. We'd love to pray for you guys. So thank you guys. So Lord Jesus, I release a yes for the adventure. Whatever age we are, whatever our experience was, we put it behind us and we look forward and we say yes to the adventure. Come, Lord. Give us courage to just say yes. Be our guide. Let us be the burning ones that make it to the end. Let us be the ones who don't focus on the religious stuff, but actually have a legitimate relationship with you. Who hear your voice and know when, it, when you go and when you come and know when you knock. Lord, give us courage to give more time of our lives. Lord, forgive me for holding time as an idol. I will give you my time. If you wake me up in the middle of the night, Lord, give me the strength to get up and say, yes, Lord, what is it? Give me the courage to fight. Lord, if it's spend an extra hour in the morning or take some time at night, I give it to you, Lord. Lord, I want the adventure. I don't want to be suburbanized. I want to have a suburbanized, domesticated heart. Pull the lion out of me that you see sometimes, Lord, or you see all the time. Help us to do it together. That's Fire Life Church, our little outpost.
surrounded, beaten, surrounded by the armies of hell. We're a city on a hill. We're not going to hide. Jesus, strengthen us, encourage us, heal everybody who's sick in this church. In the name of Jesus, we just plead your blood over our lives. And we say yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. And again, if y'all need prayer, come on up. Love to pray for you guys.